blinded by the dark side. The Jedi Council has begun to unravel the mystery of how the clone army was created, and now fear the Sith Lord Count Dooku was behind it. Master Yoda searches for answers, and during deep meditation, he is able to contact the spirit of Qui-Gon Jinn, who reveals to Yoda that he must manifest his consciousness after death if he is to preserve the Jedi Order. Now we find Master Yoda deep in space, searching for a path to ones who will teach him all he does not know of the Force. Bucketheads, Mavar Tigar, welcome to our 232nd Five Priestesses of Preaching episode of Mandovision. I am your host, Nargai Tom, and thank you so much for checking out our small independent Star Wars podcast once again. Be sure to reach out to us on social media. We're at Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email the show at MandovisionTom at gmail.com. Make sure you're liking, subscribing, following, and sharing the show with all the Mandalorians in your covert all right, Bucketheads, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2024. And we're here to wrap up almost Season 6 of Star Wars, The Clone Wars. And, you know, it's been a hot minute since I've watched Season 6 of Star Wars, The Clone Wars, and I have been absolutely delighted by the episodes in this in this abbreviated season. Uh, it, it just, you know, it, talked about it earlier, it feels like it's almost a tragedy that the season was was canceled midway through production uh, because it felt like they were really building towards something. And, you know, we know a lot of the episodes that were in the works uh, would, would later be transitioned into the, the, the season seven when it, when it would come about, like the Martez sisters uh, introducing the Bad Batch. Those kind of things were in the, in, the, in the cards for season six. But interestingly enough, and one of the things I want to try and, and, and would like to go and do a little bit more research on is if they were going to pick up some of these threads that they're doing in this arc, which is the Jedi uh, realizing that they've been manipulated since day one, that the whole situation with them and the clones and Sifo-Dyas, it all ties back to, to Count Dooku and to the Sith. And I'd really like to find out if they were planning on weaving that throughout the rest of these episodes in the original iteration of Season 6. Um, but... It maybe was also one of those things lost to time, and, and no one wants to talk about it. <laughs> Who's to say? But as we, we, we begin with 
the second part of this big Yoda arc, and again, depending on how you look at it, you know, you can count, um, you can look at it as a four-part arc or a three-part arc. I, I tend to break it up into three parts, personally. That's sort of my take on it. These three episodes that focus on Yoda, on his sort of vision quest, the, the quest given to him by Qui-Gon Jinn from Beyond the Grave, and this is a great episode. It's it's If you like that Force mythology, then this is the stuff for you. This is your kind of Star Wars episode. And it also focuses on Yoda, gives Yoda a chance to develop from the the Yoda of the prequels to the Yoda of the original trilogy that we meet in Empire Strikes Back. And you start to see those steps in in this this episode in particular, but more more so by where we get to in, in, in next week's episode of the show as well. So it's 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 Yoda on a quest. Uh, it's a visually stunning episode, visually beautiful. Uh, it is it is force mythology. It is force mystery. So, not a lot of like super straightforward answers on 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 things. But I think we as an audience and and Yoda as the character, uh, able to sort of infer where they're going with these things. You know, it's not it's not complicated to see Yoda wrestling with his dark side and figuring out what that's going to mean. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of metaphor and analogy and all these things. But it's great. It's and again. The animation, stunningly beautiful. So if you haven't rewatched the episode yet, please do, because the sequence where Yoda introduces is introduced to the five priestesses of this world, of this mysterious force world, uh, just stunning. Stunning animation. So I'm really excited uh, to get into this one. It's going to be... This might be a little bit of a different episode for us in, in that we may not play a ton of audio clips in this because it is so visually driven. Uh, even even like the more actiony sequences, Yoda versus his dark side, Yoda having visions of of a peaceful time at the Jedi Temple with all of the fallen Jedi there and still on the side of right and, and side of light. Uh, so a lot of visual in 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 this episode. So we may not revert to clips too often. We'll see how it, how it shakes out. You know, there's a little bit of sort of forced explanation that we want to get into, but we will we will do the best we can and keep the show as as. Uh, routine as humanly possible so let's get into it all right this is star wars the clone wars season 6 episode 12 destiny original air date march 7th 2014 written by christian taylor directed by kyle dunlevy our principal cast this week tom kane is our narrator he's yoda jamie king is the priestesses olivia hack is katuni Ahsoka Exine, in her only appearance in this abbreviated season six, is Ashley, is, is Ahsoka Tano, excuse me. Oh boy. Corey Burton is Count Dooku, and James Arnold Taylor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Our plot for this episode, letting the Force guide him, Yoda voyages to the heart of the galaxy, to an ancient world that is one of the wellsprings of the Force, and the source of midi-chlorians, a word that has been avoided pretty steadfastly <laughs> since episode one. You know, you hear about it every now and then. You hear about it every now and then. Sort of a passing reference. Here they kind of acknowledge, like, hey, this is where midichlorians come from. This is where it all happens. This is where people connect to the living force. Uh, it, and and it's, it's very, very interesting. Um, again, a lot of force mysticism in the episode, but kind of starting to, to tie back, to circle back to elements from episode one. So really, really cool stuff. Our Jedi fortune cookie for this week, de death is only the beginning. Ominous. 
ominous words, my friends. All right, Buckethead Nation, you know what that means. It's time to get into the show proper. That means it's time. Strap on your buckets. Let's go. Yoda. Who is there? Yoda. Traveled far, I have. Looking for those who can teach me. The question is, are you worthy of being taught? You are late. We have been waiting for you, Master Yoda. Late? How did you know coming I was? We watch and study all who are strong in the Force in the universe. Now come, we are to begin. So that's Yoda's first encounter with the, with the main priestess which, of which we hang out with in the episode. Uh, but I want to back up to the very beginning as Yoda arrives in his shuttle with RGG2 in tow. And they come across this world of the, the path of the Force has led Yoda to this world. It seems like a, almost like, a, like this gaseous nebula kind of thing. It's just like this ball of light with energy emanating out from it. And we don't know what it is yet, but it's visually striking. Uh, and Yoda, he senses that beyond that light, beyond the, the, the gases emanating from the planet, that you know, just because the sensors aren't indicating anything, Yoda believes there's a world in that light. So he, he lets the Force guide him. Uh, and he plows forward into that nebula and then quickly realizes that he's no longer in control of the ship. He's being guided there uh, by the Force, by whatever beings are, are beyond the veil there that, that they're piercing. R2-D2 knocked offline. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool little way to open this up and, and let us know that we're about to, uh, be in the presence of, of powerful beings. And it's, let's just take a, let's just put a pin in it for a second here. Let's examine what Yoda's doing, right? Like he's on this quest to learn how to, to, to be his own distinct self in the force after his death. In, in, in sense, in immortality, right? But I think we have to compare that to the sort of immortality that someone like Palpatine and other Sith Lords have sought throughout the years. They well, they want an immortality that keeps them in the physical realm, right? They're not looking to be a Force ghost that can manifest itself through the Force. They They crave to keep their power to themselves. If they die, that means someone else is the Sith Lord, right? Someone else then takes from them. And the Sith are all about keeping power to themselves. They're all about uh, extending themselves as long as they can. They want to stay within the physical realm. Uh, plumbing the depths of the Force for, for a, a, a different sort of immortality doesn't seem like that's what's on their radar, you know? Palpatine's like, you know, it's all about the physical for him, right? Like, he's for learning how to, to clone bodies so that he can transfer himself from body to body to stay alive in that physical sense. He wants to be part of that version of the Force, right? He doesn't want to join with the Force after after his death where he has no power and cannot control anything. Uh, it, it, so these these quests for immortality that the Jedi versus or that Jedi versus Sith have uh, very very different ideas of what that immortality is. And you know Spiritually, this is this is all aligning with what we know about the Jedi Order, right? This, this is sort of what we've been taught 
from the original movies, uh, one from Yoda's first introduction in Empire to his death in Return of the Jedi. This all kind of coalesces and makes a lot of sense when we connect the dots in the in the right way. Like a lot of the things that Yoda teaches us, teaches Luke in Empire and in Jedi, uh, are, are are things he begins to learn here on this world, on this quest. And so that's why I think this arc is pretty significant stuff because it's it's Yoda the Jedi Master who we believe is all-knowing, uh, learning, being taught something he doesn't know. And it's cool to see that in that regards, especially uh, the opening here of, of this uh, a sequence where they sort of have to break down Yoda because Yoda has this perception that he knows everything already, that what possibly could these, these priestesses teach him that Yoda isn't already in his 800 years of life? And... So, so the, the way they break him down is, is very, very interesting. And again, it ties back into elements of force that we know from Yoda himself, from his teachings in Empire, you know, confronting his dark side, confronting his hubris, learning to let go of, 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 of things and, and trust the will of the force and, and, and all these, these uh, sort of Jedi platitudes that we've learned over the, over the years. But now we're seeing Yoda learn these lessons in a, in a way that uh, is more impactful to us as an audience who can connect the dots to where this is all going to go. Because again, uh, as, as Qui-Gon sort of hinted, uh, you know, the, the, the Jedi Order is going to fall. And Yoda's under the impression he can save it, but it's, he's not saving it in the way that he thinks he's saving it. Yeah, and he learns that in his second vision when he goes to the temple and he sees all the dead Jedi and he sees Ahsoka on the ground calling for him. Uh, asking for his help to save him, save her, excuse me. Uh, these are all really important moments uh, for Yoda that, that, that get him to where we need him to be in Empire and in Jedi. You know, we're, we're transitioning from the reluctant warrior of the Clone Wars to the spiritual Jedi Master that we meet on Dagobah in Empire. And so I just want to kind of hammer that home a little bit with everybody because these are big steps. <laughs> again more Jedi stuff these are the first steps in, in a lot of senses for, for a larger world for Yoda in, in the sense of the force and his understanding of it and where his place in it is and, and how he can save the order the Jedi order in a very very different fashion than what he probably imagined when he first began this so it's it's really really neat stuff uh, and again let's go ahead and get to like that first trial that they put him on where he must confront uh, his, his darkness and his hubris but first, I want to to kind of play the aftermath of the sequence after the priestesses, right? A great piece of animation where he's in the chamber with the five priestesses, and they do the spinny thing, and all the masks kind of come together as was one. Uh, really, really cool. And Yoda wakes up, and he's with the, the initial priestess that he met before. And this is where we start to get some explanations of where we are. So I did want to play this bit of, of a sequence as well uh, as Yoda is on his way to his sort of first trial here. So let's go ahead and check it out. What is this place? All that surrounds us is the foundation of life, the birthplace of what Jewish science calls midichlorians, the foundation of what connects the living force and the cosmic force. When a living thing dies, all is renewed. Life passes from the living force into the cosmic force and becomes one with it. One powers the other. One is renewed by the other. This I know. 
Come with me. Alright, so now they're going to do their journey here to Yoda's trial. And again, this is good stuff, so get ready. Yoda recognizes you not. <laughs> See not what is inside Yoda. I choose not to give you power. And yet you spend your days in the decadence of war. And with that, I grow inside you. Know your true self. Face me now, or I will devour you. So I really love the shadowy, gremlin-y version of Yoda, his dark side. Uh, it's it's a really cool visual manifestation of it all, and and Yoda's being forced to confront it, and sort of his initial denial at it. Uh, but as the battle progresses between the two sides of Yoda, uh, his his he slowly comes to recognize it and understand it and understand what he needs to do. Uh, I don't want to get spend too much time on the back and forth of the battle. I just want to kind of bring it to an end because again, it's about Yoda's progression here. Yoda's development here is his understanding growing again before he entered you know he he sort of expressed like i know how to do these things i'm yoda i, I got this and you know i've put away my fears i put away these things and now he's being forced to confront the fact that he's been in denial about this for a little while specific, particularly since the clone wars that seems to have allowed this inner darkness and this, this inner turmoil and fear to grow in yoda throughout the course of the war so now being forced to confront it he realizes he can't deny it any longer. He has to, he has to extinguish it. Part of me you are. Yes. The power over me you have not. Through patience and training, it is I who control you. Control over me you have not. You are. Reject you, I do. And it's a very physically taxing battle. <laughs> Spiritually taxing, I would imagine, as well. Uh, so, really cool stuff. But let's go ahead and check it out with when the priestess arrives to kind of review the situation with Yoda. You have conquered your hubris. <sighs> Now face the temptations you must. And that's the next part, right? This is when we go and Yoda has his vision of, of a peaceful time at the Jedi Temple. All of his friends are there. They are on the right side. They are on the side of light. No one has died. It is, it's, it's a really nice image. Um, of course, it's, it's pre pre preceded by death in the temple and the, what he's seen in his visions on Dagobah in the last episode with the temple and the order falling. Uh, so he's, he's tempted to this happy land, this distorted vision, um, in order to, to learn that he has to let things go, that things have to play out, and that you can't control everything you know Yoda, again Yoda started this quest in, in an effort to save the Jedi order but I think as he goes along it, it's becoming clearer to him that that is going to be harder and harder to do does he give up on it does he not does he lose hope on saving the order no I don't think that's true at all but I think he's realizing that there's more than one way to save the order and 
you know, he's going to try his best to save it in the way that we is, is the more traditional sense. But I think he understands that it may not happen. Like there may be too much. And we get more of a sense of that in the third episode. So I don't want to spoil, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but, but Yoda, again, he has to learn right now what he's going to teach Luke to do, to let go. And it's something that Luke has a hard time with. And it takes Yoda a hot minute to kind of get a, get a, get a, get a handle around it too. He's, he's tempted to like live in this vision where none of the Jedi he's, he's trained with and, and lived with and uh, formed relationships with have, have passed. And it's tempting to him. It's a temptation. But he knows it's a vision. He knows it's not real. And ultimately rejects that vision. And it has to learn to accept that these people are dead and gone. And that is, that is the way of the Order right now. That is the way of the galaxy right now. So let's go ahead and check in and see how after the second test, how he fares with the priestesses. You have done well, but to succeed, your life must be spent learning, practicing. Please, show me who you are. See your face. I must. You will travel to Moribond. Moribond. Journey through the ancient homeworld of the Sith. Face all that you fear. All that haunts your soul! Alright, so his ship is summoned. He's going to go pick up R2 on the surface. And they're going to take off and they're going to Moribond. Uh, Moribond, if memory serves, this is the first time Moribond is used as the name of the Sith, and it is a sort of, uh, if you are from the EU, like I am, <laughs> not, not the European Union, the expanded universe of the Star Wars, the old expanded universe, uh, you remember the homeworld of the Sith was Korriban, and apparently, the room, the, what I have heard, what I have read, is that George Lucas thought that was too similar to Coruscant, and so he wanted it changed, and they, they came up with Moraband instead. Uh, but it's the same place. So if, if you remember Korriban from the old Expanded Universe, uh, this is the same place, just with a, with a different name, a second name. Uh, I, and I think Korriban still works itself into uh, canon. It's sort of like an acknowledged other name for the, for, the, for the place. How does this tie together with Exegol? I'm not going to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. We're just going to move on with our lives, okay? Apparently, like, Exegol's where even when you were on Moribond, you wanted to go. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to these things one day, but let's just focus on Moribond for now, the ancient homeworld of the Sith, the Sith Empire, the, the Sith Wars. And um, in the next episode, we get one of my favorite uh, inclusions from the EU in, into the main lore. Now, again, this... Uh, I shouldn't say too much because I mean it is lore that was initially initi initiated uh, in the aftermath of the prequels, but it could have been thrown out with the bathwater when Disney bought it, but uh, folded back in. So now we know it's real, and if you're a big fan like I am, you know exactly what I'm talking about. 
This is that's a that's a sloppy tease. I'm not gonna lie, but that's the that is the episode. This is the first part of of Yoda's quest, and I really like it. It's nine buckets. It's it's easy money. It is a good time for Star Wars fans all around. And again, I, I it's it's an important episode for what it's doing for Yoda as a character. The way we're breaking him down. The way he's learning about the Force in a way that he doesn't understand just yet. And that's going to be very important for when he teaches Luke Skywalker in the original trilogy. But it's also important in the sense that um, we get to see these things. We get to see Yoda on this journey because we get to see him transform as well. And I love that aspect of it. It's really, really great stuff. And of course the animation in this arc is excellent. Really visually dynamic, and I just they, they do a great job. And if you're listening again, I've mentioned Kevin Kiner in the last few episodes, he does another stellar job of staying true to the Clone Wars music that he's come up with over these six seasons. But now he's starting to incorporate more elements uh, from the films. You know, you're getting a little bit more of that John Williams in there, you know, more of Yoda's theme, more of the that haunting melody from When the Jedi Fall in Order 66. So Really great stuff as they kind of bring it all together here. And I just, I couldn't be more delighted with, with, with the way we're going here. And I'm really excited to talk to you guys next week about everything going on on Moraband. It's going to be a great time. So that's it. A short episode today. But again, I, I feel like this episode is very visually driven. So kind of breaking down those kind of things is, is challenging at best. Watch the episode. Get into it. Um... It's good stuff. It's really high-quality entertainment. All right, Bucketheads, uh, this is the Men Division Podcast. I am your host, Nargai Tom. Thank you so much for checking out our small, independent Star Wars podcast. Reach out to us on social media, Mando underscore Vision on Twitter and Instagram. Email this show at mandivisiontom at gmail.com. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, and share this show with all the Mandalorians in your covert. If your podcasting platform allows it, sweet, sweet, sweet five-star reviews are insanely helpful. Uh, I'm... A, a, a bit miffed that there hasn't been much in, in the way of Star Wars news recently. You know, it's just more of the rumor mill, more of the, uh, I don't know, rumor mill, I guess, is the best I can I can say. Uh, just not much coming out here, and it's, it's, I'm getting a little frustrated. I really thought we would have heard something by now, whether it was officially renewals for Ahsoka Season 2 or if there had been any traction on Book of Boba Fett, which Tamara Morrison is, is currently denying, which I just, I guess that counts as news, but does it really? Um, you know, it's, I just really want something. Again, you know, hopefully now that we're in the new year, that will come to be. But until then, we're just kind of in the dark, and we'll just keep watching Star Wars The Clone Wars until we get some news to talk about here on the podcast. So, all right, Bucketheads, I hope you had a ha happy, safe holiday season. Your new year's off to a great start. And let's make 2024 uh, one of the best years for Star Wars ever, because every year Star Wars is here, it just gets better and better. All right, Bucketheads, I will talk to you soon. Be great Star Wars fans. Be kind Star Wars fans. And we will talk soon, Bucketheads. All right, remember, this podcast can only end one way, my friends. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. I suppose you'll be heading out. I'm not. You should. It's against the creed. 
I gave you my word. I'm with you until we both fall. You really buy into that bent of thought, huh? I do.